Hello and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm Jim McCormick, Global Head of Desk Strategy at NatWest Markets. This series helps you cut through the noise in global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. Last week was the worst week for global equities since March, with the global MSCI down nearly 7%. There were a lot of specific drivers, but the general problem is investors are getting worried about the outlook for global growth. The truth is we've been worried about the global business cycle for some time now, and this has been a key reason for our view of lower returns and higher volatility into the end of the year. And at the moment, Europe is clearly the main area of concern, and the lockdown news over the weekend was not at all good. The new national lockdown in the UK got most of the headlines, but we also had new measures announced in Portugal, Austria, and Greece. And while it's hard to say much that is positive on Europe right now, what I can say is this. There is a lot of negative news in the price of European assets, and not all the news has been bad. For instance, the Q3 GDP data reported last week were generally better than expected across all regions, but in Europe especially. These data are clearly dated, but it means Europe started the current quarter at better levels than expected. Also, the European Commission's October sentiment numbers were decent, meaning that the early lockdown news had only a modest impact on sentiment. And finally, the industrial sector will not be shut down this time around, and global production is in a sweet spot thanks to the strength in Asia. Today's global manufacturing PMIs will give us a better idea of the trend, but what we've seen so far out of Asia has been constructive. Net-net, the negative sentiment around Europe is understandable, but I wouldn't get too carried away. This weakness in growth has also brought monetary policy easing back onto the radar. Tomorrow, we expect the Reserve Bank of Australia to ease again. This is weight on the currency despite the good COVID news. It's now almost certain that the ECB will be easing in December as well. We think quantitative easing will be increased and extended, and we also expect changes to the TLTRO program. What we don't expect is the ECB to cut the deposit rate. This week, we also have meetings from the Federal Reserve, the Norges Bank, and the Bank of England. We don't expect expect changes in any of them, but the Bank of England is probably the most interesting given the new national lockdown expected later this week. We still think it's too early for a new uh, easing by the Bank of England, but more easing is almost certainly coming. Just on the new central bank easing, one observation I would make is that bond markets aren't really rallying. For instance, the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield ended last week at the highest level since June, despite all the risk aversion. The main reason I think is that market, I think this is happening is that markets recognize that fiscal, not monetary, is the main policy lever going forward. This means more bear steepening to come, even in a weak growth environment. And one problem this creates for asset allocators is that bond markets can't provide the hedge to falling equities that they had done in the past. This has been a big theme for this year. We expect it to continue into next year. Finally, one theme worth mentioning is the growing importance of COVID differentiation in currency markets. We've talked about it before, and this has been most visible in Asia. And it's worth noting Asian currencies remain near recent highs despite the drop in equity prices. This weekend's China PMI data showed the strong recovery continues, and it's worth highlighting Asia does remain the world's strongest growth engine. But we're also seeing COVID differentiation in Europe as well. For instance, Eastern Europe has had the worst COVID trends, and their currencies have significantly underperformed. 
On the flip side of that, Sweden has had very encouraging COVID trends and the currency is doing surprisingly well despite the recent sell-off in European equities. Now, this week kicks off a very important November with the U.S. election tomorrow. There was a lot of new polling data over the weekend, and the picture hasn't really changed. A Democratic sweep still looks likely. Even so, markets have been reluctant to price this, and judging from last week's performance, positions are likely smaller uh, even still. If we do get the Democratic sweep, we think there is scope for a significant move in markets, and our view is a Democratic sweep means a further steepening in the dollar curve and a weaker dollar. And even without the election, this was already going to be a pretty consequential week. I've mentioned most of the events, but most two more worth noting are firstly, we get U.S. payroll numbers on Friday. We are decently below consensus for payrolls growth. Also, we are past peak earnings season, but it's still a very busy week. We have 20% of the S&P 500 reporting. We have 15% of the U.S. stock 600 reporting. And it's worth highlighting, it's been a fairly good earnings season, but it's been overshadowed by other issues. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Weekly Watch, and please do subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and social media channels. Speak to you again soon.